Yes, people, it's episode 295 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it is me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? Uh, are you good? Uh, it is Sunday, Sunday the 25th of September, um, and it is in the afternoon. It's half three, so I shouldn't fall asleep because I had a nap on the train before the pot. <laughs> Just come back from playing football with my mates. Um, down in Shoreditch, what we do every other... Oh, they play every Sunday. I play when I'm available. And um, that's it. And yeah, now I'm just sat in the car park near the train station that I occasionally park in um, outside of the restrictions of the parking. You can't pay for the parking. There's just a maximum of two hours. Um, but I don't see any cameras to enforce this. Um, I've never seen a parking attendant. Um so either I'm getting away with this when I do park here or they are just taking photos and all this shit is coming in the post. And I've been fined every time I've done it. I don't know. No, I don't know. But I can't can't see any enforcement. It's never full, this car park. Um, it's just an odd car park that has a maximum two hour usage in the week and then you can use it as long as you want on Saturdays and Sundays but um yeah it's an odd little car park we'll see we'll see I've, I've, I'll, I'll make my excuses of why I can't pay if it does come but yeah each time I come out of the station I'm like it's got to be a ticket on the windscreen it wasn't yesterday we went out for dinner with um my wife and uh her cousins and uh, in the rush parking at the train station not this one different train station um i didn't pay for parking it was one pound for the whole day not for the hour for a whole day it was one pound and i've got to pay and i thought if i come at this station there's a parking ticket here i i, I will i will headbutt my windscreen because you can't get fined flipping 30 quid 50 quid for dodging a one pound ticket <laughs> you know what i mean it's just it's wild um, they must know he hasn't dodged it on purpose. He's just an idiot. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But how's your week been, people? What's what you been up to? You've been up to. You still been crying about the mermaid? Eh? You've been you've been inspired or disappointed by Stormzy's video? I don't know what's been happening. I mean, the, the Queen stuff it seems to have ended now. I mean, still some lingering in the newspaper. It's not strictly come dancing's coming back on. That's what I'm seeing in the newspaper on the timeline. But yeah, Queen's gone. We've, we've moved on. Seems like there's other news to talk about now, which is good. I mean, I did watch the funeral, enjoyed the day off, uh, watched the funerale, and um, it's just a lot of pageantry, wasn't it? Um, very militaristic. Everyone's in a military uniform. I think Russell Brand said it. It hammers home the point that you know she's on a gun carriage and everything. It's a thing of to show power, militaristic power, to say, hey, if you don't believe in this, this is the full force you could come against. You think in the army they fight for queen and country? Why don't just fight for your country? Now you got to fight for queen and country. You think about all of the highest public servant positions are MPs that have to pledge allegiance to the queen. And country, which means that if the Queen isn't doing what's in the best interest, or the monarch is doing what's in the best interest of the country, then you've that just can't happen. 
because you have to back the king or the queen. Damn, man. It's an odd one, right? It's an odd one. But that shows you that there's not just ceremonial power. There's real power there. But enough of those guys. They're boring. They're boring. Um, and I just don't know what else has gone on in the world. Because I just switched off the news. So what's again in, in my life? I've, I went to uh, I went to Nottingham on Friday. Nottingham Trent University. Um, yeah, man. It was a cool gig and stuff. It was me, Heidi Regan, and Morgan Rees. Um, I mean, the lighting wasn't great for the room, but it's all right. It was fun. It's, just, it's always odd performing in front of students, right? Because a lot of comedy, you need a crowd to know who they are, and then you can take the piss out of them. But if they don't know who they are, they're accepting of your perspective of who they are. You know what I mean? So if you're speaking to a crowd that's majority gay, you should be able to tell jokes about gay people. Because they know who they are. The crowd's majority, uh, you know, Lebanese. You should be able to tell jokes about Lebanese people because they know who they are. They know how the joke makes sense because you know that this is a stereotype about you guys. This is a ste- this is my actual nuanced view about you guys. Here's something that I know you all agree on, though. Undeniable. It's that kind of thing. We've, you've all had this experience. And it's that. When we're students... It's like they, they haven't formed who they are yet. If anything, you come to uni to discover who you are. You come to work, you may even reinvent yourself. So if you have someone now picking at your political views, you're there actually trying to find what one is the right one for you. Sexuality, race. It might sound weird, right? But like race, your, your view, your race might be cemented, obviously, but... Even then, it may not be if you're like inter if you're a mixed race, for example, your view of your own race might never be cemented. Even if you are just one race, your view of your race might not be cemented. You know, you might have some negative thoughts about being whatever race you are, or misguided positive thoughts. Who knows? So you don't know who you are yet. So some jokes just don't really work with a student crowd. Um, didn't have any fear about offending them, them being left or wokey or blah blah blah. It's, that's all. That's all internet noise. A lot of the time, it is internet noise. A lot of the things we disagree on is just internet noise. When you actually get out of your house, close your laptop, switch off your phone, just log off and enter the real world, you realise a lot of that stuff online is just noise. You don't know who these things are coming from. You don't know if these are bots. You don't know if they're real people. And you're there just thinking, oh my God, this is what everyone thinks about this thing. No, no, they don't. This is what a select group of people on this select app that you're looking at this moment in time think about this topic. They may represent the majority of people in the world. They may not. And uh, so, yeah, so I just get all that out of my head about political views. But I just, but I was sympathetic that they might not know who they are. So I just try to tell jokes about myself. But again, I'm a guy in my 30s. I told jokes about relationships and, and marriage and kids. And then politics, not politics, but, you know, social issues and stuff. So I don't know. But it was fun. I worked, I worked it out. I worked it out. Um, this is good. It just makes you a better comedian. What what is going on? Let's have a look on um, Twitter. Let's see if we get some exclusive stuff because I have no idea. 
Right, so what else have I done this week? Let's have a look at my calendar. What have I done? This week. Um, oh, shit, I said I went to Nottingham. I went to Birmingham on bloody Wednesday as well. Been going all up and down the Midlands. Yeah, I went to, I went to Brom. Went to Birmingham, man. Yeah. Um, which was good. That was fun as well. Um, yeah. That was good with Birmingham. That was Jay Handley's um, show, Fat Penguin. Um, Jamie Oliphant was there as well. Didn't get to stay with him because I, I literally... This is how mad it's been at Comedians. Not them I was hosting. I was emceeing it. So I got there. I opened the show. I, I do in between. I close the show. You're there for the whole show. But when you're the opener and you need to get your last train back because I went from the office to this gig, I, I went to... got on the train... This this how mad it is being a comedian, right? Is I I get on the the five forty five train to Birmingham. I arrive in Birmingham um, at like seven thirty. Get to the gig at about no no seven forty five. It's like two hours it took me to get there. Get to the gig um, just got eight. Show starts at half eight. I'm off stage at just got nine. I'm on the 9.18 train back to London. Uh, and I get to London uh, at about quarter past 11, 20 past 11. Then I'm on my train home at quarter to 12. Then in my house um, and in bed just before one o'clock. <laughs> Then to, to the day job again in the daytime. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. And um, yeah, got my first insight into um, auditions as well or castings. Uh, got audition for, for an ad, had an audition for an advert, which is a bizarre thing. Um, I've done, actually, I said my first insight. I've done another advert audition before. That was for the Tang Tango advert. You might know it, the Tanguru. I yeah, I, I, I auditioned for that. That was a longer wait. This was actually quite efficient. It was mad to get there, quarter past ten, filling up my forms, and then I was out there by uh, twenty-five to eleven. You go in there, you read your lines a few times, and then you bounce. And then you don't have any idea of what the feedback is. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? Will I be in this advert? I don't know. But uh, it is a crazy world. But I was just saying to my boy, Michael Akadiri, that um, casting. Uh, that, shout out to the actors. Yeah. Because I get a lot of like, acting um, auditions and self-tape opportunities like casting or whatever and it's, it is different world like comedy you get booked months in advance right for a gig you might get a last minute gig people very rarely ask you on the day but they might ask you on the day if you're about if you're already gigging are you in this area by any chance could you gig fine but listen here's the thing about a gig is you will get paid you know what you're doing you'll get paid you're bringing your act to the stage this casting stuff though listen 
you'll get an email the day before and like, okay, they want you for this crisp advert. And it's like, crisp, okay, cool. And it's crisp, right, they need you to do a French accent and you're going to be talking to an animated cat. And it's like, right, um, here's the script. It'd be like three pages of flipping, like, uh, dialogue. And you're like, what the hell is this? And you have to get into this character and work out who this character is and work out what it's all about. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and they said, right, are you available uh, tomorrow uh, to do half a day worth of filming? Oh, Jesus Christ, this is awkward. I am literally witnessing a drug deal. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I've got a mic, I've got a lapel mic, uh, and I'm in my car, um, three, um, three parking spaces away from a drug deal. Um, I knew it was bookie, I knew it was a bit bookie weird when this guy and guy in his pasture seat came speeding into the car park and the pasture had his face covered. And now these three kids, or four kids, I say kids, probably about 18, it's come around the corner. One's got a wad of cash in his back pocket. And yeah, I'm not even looking. Like, I'm even trying to hear what they're saying. Someone told me, Darren, just, just drive home and record the podcast there. And now the guys have gone away and the guys have driven off. Uh, that was the deal done. Uh, yeah, mad. Mad, mad, mad. It's not every day you witness that stuff. I purposely didn't take in the number plate because I just don't want to be involved. <laughs> that was crazy. And brazen. But it's funny though, because we are going to be like doing some drug stuff. Like, don't speed, mate. Drive off, drive off calmly. You know what I mean? I do like that um, the guys who did take the the drugs from the car though they they carried on walking the same direction they're walking so they've entered the car park and just carried on walking through the car park they ain't gone back the way they came i guess that makes it look less suspicious i mean i can still hear them talking though i want them to go away but anyway like i say it's these casting things yeah it'll just be last minute they'll just be like um i mean do you read three pages of dialogue and you've just got to, like Either do a self-tape or just turn up somewhere in a, within a day. And then you send it off. And this is the thing. It's not like you send it off and then you get paid the money. No, there's no money. You, you're auditioning. Then you might get picked or whittled down to a shortlist. And then you audition again. And then you get whittled down to a shortlist. Then you audition again. And then, you know, it's... Uh, and before you know it... You're in the advert, you've recorded it, and then they go, yeah, they, they don't want to go over this anymore. Oh, the drugs were balloons. They're doing balloons. They're doing balloons. Listen, guys, let me just get the fuck out of here. This is just, I, I don't want to be near this shit. Um, you know, before they, get all, before they get spooked and like start doing shit to my car, let me leave. We're back in. I'm, I'm now parked in an affluent neighbourhood not where people are selling drugs in car parks um, <laughs> no I had to leave though innit like 
this peer, you don't know these people. What was I talking about? Auditions. Yeah, these actors, they do these auditions and then like, yeah, the, the, the fucking advert gets canned. It's all that effort. And there's no reward where it's like comedy is like the most instant gratification you can get. You can think of something that day, say it out loud to a group of strangers and they give you immediate feedback. Ah. Live, in person, bam. Done. Get some cash slapped into your hand. You're like, what a week. What a day. You know what I mean? It's good. Can be good. But, um, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But I guess when you make it, though, the payoff's huge, right? But I need to speak to some of my mates. I've got a few mates who are just full-time actors, so... I don't know what it is. What is their life saying? Being an actor. Because it is... Uh, it's, I said just these few auditions that I've done. It's, I can't imagine the attrition of your mind and self-esteem being an actor. Because everyone sees you when you're in something. They didn't see the, the 20 things you've uh, auditioned for. The 100 things you've done a self-tape for. They just saw that one show you were in and be like, yeah... Look at you in this. Come on. But no, they don't see that flipping graph. That's what it's the iceberg. You know, the tip of the iceberg. Everyone sees the tip. That's success. No one sees the hard work that's under the water. Who knows? Anyway, I can't think of much more to talk about. It's happened in in the world. Um, I mean, let's have a look. Let's have a look. And Saws is down falling off a horse, which was amazing. There's, if you if you haven't seen it, go to my Twitter. You'll see I've, I've posted Saws down falling off a horse. This guy just just has so much, so much sauce. Unreal guy. That's an unreal guy. Um, Alright, let's see, let's see, let's see if there's anything. Um... Some fact check shit. Molly May's trending. Gerard's trending. Um, Alex Scott. These are for me anyway. You sick. Oh, fighting. What happened in the fight? All right. Calm down. Um... Let's see. I mean, I shouldn't do this on the pod because I'm not. I doubt anything I click is going to be interesting. Um, did Joe Joyce win? All right, nice one. Shit, Joe Joyce wants to fight Fury or Usyk. God, if Joe Joyce fights Juicy, that'd be unbelievable. If he can skip over all these guys and become a multi-belt world champion, that is amazing. Is he like mandatory challenger? Does he actually get this challenge? Or is this one of these things that just... just... Um... 
Yeah, is he mandatory? Let me just check this quickly while I'm here. Uh, JoJo's crushed Joe's Park in 11 rounds and calls out. Thing is he the mandatory? Um, let's see, let's see. He's the mandatory challenger for the WBO World Targets Music, and we're going to move heaven and earth to make sure he gets a shot. That is Frankie Warren. Well, go for it, Joe Joyce. Go for it. Um, illegal is trending on Twitter. Um, what is this? Why is illegal? Is uh, illegal immigrants is trending a lot. Um, okay, I, I see what's happening. I mean, I've just just a quick one. Basically, the country shit, and they're blaming the immigrants. Right. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing black people in in this march. Um. Yeah, apparently more than 31,000 illegal immigrants have crossed the channel so far this year. It's only going to get worse because of the inaction by the government. That's mad. So, yeah, immigration has increased this year. It's mad because we've had a Tory government for 12 years and they're the right-wing bad guys, right? And the immigration and illegal immigration has continuously increased. Yeah, I know that Joe Thicko will watch the news and be like, it's Labour's fault. I think I think it was uh, Wahalu said on the ESA podcast that Labour cannot win an election and the Conservative Party can't lose an election and it's true that if the Conservative Party put a cat up to run for <laughs> as their as their leader, Labour Party would still lose. It, they can't. They can't. Yeah, it's funny. I just know that's how it be uh, processed. Um, right. Is there any anything else? Why, why is Molly May trended? Has she said something? Oh, she's pregnant. Molly May is pregnant. There you go. That's why. There it is. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That must have hurt your ears. I was trying to warn you, but I couldn't. Instead, I swear. (laughs) Jesus. Right. Um. Right, let's get on. um, Let's get on flipping Dear Deirdre. Oh God, that was that was the nose. Come on, come on. Help me, help you. Compute there it is. Let's go. <laughs> okay, I need to. There was one that was a short. I need to find that one that came up. This one one day ago. I don't care. Dear dude, I fooled around with my cousin. Uh as a teen but so did my other cousin this will have to make the pod visual 
because um, you can't see my face here I read that um, let's, let's read that again dear Deirdre I fooled around with my cousin as a teen but so did my other cousin is happening in this family what is happening in this family dear dear G when my cousin told me she had fooled around sexually with our male cousin as a teen I was shocked because I did exactly the same Jesus so it's one male cousin I wait before I read on I just need to know I hope you're all the same age that is the only saving grace if this male cousin is older than both of you he is the biggest fucking wrong and you didn't fall around that isn't what happened I'm just hoping you're all kids and you're like 13 hormones raging you're all about 13 because if you're telling me you were 13 and he was 17 he's an animal and he needs to he needs a bolt gun to the head let's see for years, it's been my guilty secret, something I was embarrassed about. Now I don't know how I feel or what to think. I'm 24. I feel my cousin is 25. Our male cousin is 26. Let's find out the ages. All our mums are sisters and we've spent a lot of time together over the years. When I was 14, I used to love hanging out with my male cousin. We were both completely inexperienced with the opposite sex and I'll admit I always had a bit of a crush on him. It's your cousin. It's his cousin. I guess it means different things to different families, but it's like... It says no, right? Like, no. So it's one of those ones that, like, I know technically it's legal. But I'm like, so what? It's, it's legal for me to, like, suck my own cock as well. That doesn't mean I have any inkling to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's legal. I don't have to do it. Um, there's no drive in me to do it. I just find it mad. Especially something you've actually grown up with. Now, I'll give... First Cousins is, for me, is the level that if you didn't grow up with each other and you found someone you've met someone and they're the love of your life and then someone tells you oh by the way that's actually your first cousin you should just cry because the relationship's done in my mind for first cousins second cousins eh, you didn't grow up with each other maybe third cousins I don't care and I, I have to explain what first, second and third cousins are because I know so many people don't actually understand what those are. I know it's patronising. I know it's just suck eggs. But first cousin is someone you have the same grandparents as. That's it. Second cousin is someone you have the same great-grandparents as only. You don't have the same grandparents. You have the same great-grandparents. And third cousin is someone you have the same great-great-grandparents as. So not even the great-grandparents, not grandparents, just great-great-grandparents. Like, like the Queen and her husband, what, what they were. They were third cousins on one side and second cousins once removed on the, on the other side. 
Um, that's different because they actually were introduced to each other because they were cousins. But I mean, yeah. But if you've actually grown up as kids, similar age, all your mums are sisters, they all know each other, you spent a lot of time as kids, didn't that have, generate a sibling bond? And it's on those ones where it's like, yeah, it's like same as a sibling bond, that, yeah, your friends might go, oh, your cousin's fit. And you're, you look at them like, why are you telling me this? Like, have this giggly conversation when I'm not in the room. Like, why are you telling me my cousin's fit? Why are you telling me my sister's fit? Why are you telling me my brother's fit? Like, what do you want me to do with this information? I ain't hooking you up. You know what I mean? You can tell me that when we're adults, but no, not while we're growing up as kids. So that's crazy to me. Um, yeah, anyway, let's, let's, let's read it. Anyway. Uh, we were both completely inexperienced with the opposite sex, and I always admit I had a bit of a crush on him. Uh, on a few occasions, we shared an illicit drink and ended up snogging and touching each other through our clothes just to see what it was like. It was innocent experimentation. N- never had it. Never had it. Never, never had it. Never, never had it. <laughs> never had innocent experimentation. You know, you see all these weird little movies and stuff. People just kiss. Why does it like to kiss someone? No, I never had that. My first kiss was not innocent experimentation. It was horny exploration. I'm like, I'm finally going to kiss a girl on the mouth. And that, that's that's what that was for me. I didn't have any innocent experimentation, especially not with my cousin. Jesus. On a few occasions, yeah, did it. All right. It was innocent experimentation, but I always felt a bit weird about it. Okay, I'll give you that at least. We knew people would disapprove, so it was our secret. Makes it sexier that it's a secret, but oh dear. We grew out of it after a few months and never spoke about it again. Now we have a normal adult-cousin relationship. Okay, phew. Phew. Yeah, I mean, you're kids. I'll give you that. But last weekend... I met my female cousin for a night out. We both drank quite a lot and had a heart-to-heart about childhood. She confessed that when she was 14, she and our male cousin had experimented with a bit of foreplay. I went quiet. Yeah, because you think about it. Wait, she's older. That means he wasn't inexperienced with you. He's a fucking deviant. Um, I went quiet and told her the same thing happened with me. She laughed about it and said it was all very innocent. But learning this has upset me and made me feel strange. I'm not sure why. Because you realise you was taken advantage of. That's why. That is why. Um, so that that's what's bothering you. That's, that's, that's what's been unlocked in your head. You thought it was innocent. It was innocent on your side. But if he's done it with your other cousin, it's like, hold on. He ain't inexperienced. He's made that his inexperience to make me trust him, but he ain't inexperienced, the fucking bastard. Um, but here's the thing. And I'm not making excuses for um for people who do these things. It's just he was sixteen. Uh you were, nah, actually, no, nah, incorrect. I'd like to say you you were kids and you've said you've got normal adult relationships and move on. But then I just thought you don't know what he's doing behind closed doors. You, you don't know if uh, if he's got older, but it's still just some innocent fourteen year old. And if it's if he's willing to do that with someone in his family, he doesn't really have boundaries, then does he? You know what I mean? 
Like, it's one thing being a sex offender, but you think people kind of draw the line with their own family. He doesn't. Um, so, no, actually, yeah, maybe have uh, mate, don't confront him yet. What you need to do is talk to your cousin, the one you, were, you found out from, and really get her to understand what is happening there. That is fucking weird, man. And then when it's your nan's 70th, that's when you get your big EastEnders moment. Or his wedding day. That's the big EastEnders moment. Does anyone here have any objection? Me! Why? Because you fingered me at me auntie's house. Dish, 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 dish. And that's, that's it. <laughs> that was not the way that should have ended. But, um, yeah. That's what you can do. Right, dear Deirdre, I am a man and had a drunken romp with my lesbian best pal. I'm in love with her. Oh dear. Just enjoy it, mate. You know, laugh with it with your mates down the pub and move on. That's what I'll say there. There's no point pursuing that. She's a lesbian and you're not a woman. Uh, dear Deirdre, the woman I love is perfect, but she's a lesbian. I'm a man. I'm 28, she's 26, and we're both mates, soulmates even. We met through friends four years ago and hit it off straight away. At the time, I was in a long-term relationship and although I found her attractive, I'd been told she liked women, so there wasn't an issue. But my relationship ended and over the years, I started to develop strong feelings for her, which became sexual. I didn't tell her or anyone and I tried to suppress them. Meanwhile, she was in and out of bad relationships with women, which made her very unhappy. Maybe she's not a lesbian. Um, she confided her problems in me and I cons- and I counselled her. Last year, she was very upset after another fling hadn't worked out and I joked that maybe she'd be better off with a man. We were both very drunk and ended up kissing, then having sex. It was everything I hoped it would be. But while she said she enjoyed it and didn't regret it, she had sex with men before when she was younger. She prefers sex with women. She doesn't think she's bisexual. I then confessed that I love her and want to be with her. She agreed we have a wonderful relationship and maybe she could try to make things work for me, but she didn't want to hurt me. She's confused about her feelings. I've said I'll give her time to think about it, but I'm terrified she'll say she's she's a confirmed lesbian and can't be with me. People who meet us don't know and don't know she's gay often remark on how well suited we are. They assume we're a married couple. I'm scared of losing her. Listen, bro, here's the thing. You just got to risk it. You just got to fucking risk it. Um, Put the pressure on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I say put the pressure on. Don't pressure into it. But look, I've given you time. But I want this. Just tell her, I I fucking want this. I want you. I want this. I want us. Get your Max Braddon machine gun talking. What what, what was this? What's wrong with that? What's wrong, Ted? What? 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 Because I, because I kissed Stace, we feel this problem. Well, well, we feel that, man. Because Bradley, skip that. Get your Max Bradley done. What? What? You think you can't be me? Because you're lesbian. What? Because I'm a man. I love, you. I love you. T- I love you, Tanya. I love you. I love you. Dish, 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 dish. <laughs> That's it. If she's scared about hurting you, you say, "Don't worry. I'll worry about me being hurt." And then she'll be so turned on by your man energy. <laughs> but nah, man, I wish you all the best. I hope she's not, yeah, I hope she's not used that as an excuse. 
Because if she's just a lesbian, that's that's a perfect excuse to not get with a guy. She doesn't have to lie and say she's scared of hurting you. So it's like, hey, I don't care about being hurt. What hurt me more is knowing that we never tried. That's what you need to say to her. And then, uh, yeah. Maybe try to have sex when you're not drunk as well. That's the one. You do a sex when you're not drunk or it's all different. It's very different when you have sex not drunk for the first time. Anyway. Um. Oh, golly. Party pooper. I wrongly accused my boyfriend and sister of having an affair. They were just planning a surprise party for me. They might have still been smashing those, so easy. They start feeling bad, yeah. Dear Deirdre, find out my sister had been calling my boyfriend for regular chats made me jump to the wrong conclusion. I'm 23, my sister's 22, my boyfriend is 25. Uh, I confronted them both and demanded to know what was going on. Instead of having an affair, it turns out they were arranging a surprise birthday party for me. No, they may have been having an affair, but like, fuck, we're rumbled. What do you do? Surprise birthday party? It's like, it's September. When's her birthday? March. It's just a lot of planning going into it. You know, it's your big... What, it's, your, it's, your, it's your big 24th. So we just wanted to get as much planning done as possible. We're going to um, we're gonna research this venue uh, in Paris for a weekend. Just us two. Okay. We won't have any phone signal. Oh, see ya. Um, I confronted confront them both and demanded to know what was going on. Instead of having an affair, it just turned out they were arranging a surprise birthday party for me. Of course, I was mortified and apologised, but now I've made the situation worse by getting drunk and trying to wind up my boyfriend saying I'd had a one-night stand with his male cousin. Wait, wait, what the fuck is happening? Did you actually or not have sex with his male cousin? Um... He said, I made the situation worse by getting drunk and trying to wind up my boy. Why did you try to wind him up, though, when he actually did nothing wrong? You're a fucking idiot, aren't you? It was not true, but when I'm drunk, I can be, I can get difficult and contrary. Then you need to just stop drinking. You know, it's being like, oh, I'm just an emotional drunk. Ah, I'm just a violent drunk. No, just stop drinking then. Go see a therapist. Amazingly, my boyfriend believes me and has forgiven me. But I'm worried I've permanently damaged our relationship. What do you mean he believes you? I believes that is not true. Okay, right. Why do you say it's amazing that he believes you? Like you're you're so toxic. You're you're you you're so toxic. I hope your boyfriend leaves you and bangs your sister for real. I honestly do. I hope he I hope he bangs your sister for real. I hope your sister's totally okay with that as well. She doesn't even want to like be with him. She just yeah, she just bangs it and she does they don't tell you. I just want you to know it happened. But you don't even know it happened, but it just happened. That's 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 all I want for you. And then I want you to build up your self esteem and, and find someone nice. But your your boyfriend must bang your sister. That is what I have ordered. <laughs> um, 
say, uh, is there anything more? Is there any? How long, how long has this pod been actually before I read another one? We're 40 minutes. We're at 40 minutes. That's long enough, isn't it? That's long enough. We don't need to read anymore. I think that's the end of the pod. I mean, you've, you've had it all in this pod. You've had me talking about my life. You've had me talk. I didn't even talk about the storms, you think, did I? I just I don't care. I don't care. You know what I mean? Just a lot of people writing think pieces saying they're really smart and they don't like it. A lot of people saying they're really smart and they like it. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's just, I just, yeah, don't care. I mean, I, I liked it visually. That's it. Doesn't have to mean this, doesn't have to mean that. I just liked the video visually and I liked all the cameos. Okay, I did like it. I liked that you had, I like you had uh, Jose Mourinho in there and you pronounced his name incorrectly. That is wonderful. Imagine inviting a big man like Jose Mourinho and you call him Jose. That, I think that alone makes Stormzy a bit of a ledger, didn't it? What's your name, mate? Jose. Not Jose. Jose. J. Jose. All right, Jose. <laughs> so, damn. Anyway, that is the end of the podcast. I just dawned me that both Jose and uh, Pep, they're, um, they're Josephs, aren't they? Both the names Joseph. Just Portuguese and uh, and uh, Catalan or Spanish uh, versions of the name interesting anyway people that is the end of the pod uh yeah that's it i've got anything to promote for next week uh yeah why not um shit next week um i'm at uh i mean leicester square on the 29th and then on the first i'm in margate and on the second i'm in shoreditch um i haven't got ticket links on my website because i just don't bother updating my website anymore Alright? I don't care if you come to these gigs. They're not my gigs. But if you do want to go to the gigs, just drop me a message and I'll send you the ticket links, okay? So Leicester Square on Thursday. Margate on the 1st of, September, uh, 1st of Saturday. Saturday's first. Well, I haven't seen... I haven't seen one flipping poster for that. I need to check in if that's still happening. And then... Um, and then, yeah. And then on, uh, on Sunday the 2nd as well, I'm in Shoreditch. Right, people, that's the end of the pod. I'm waffling now. Uh, get out of here. Peace. Get out